Hey, Warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We are the hosts of The Unqualified Therapist. We are not here to give you advice. We are here to tell you our stories, share your stories, and bring on the professionals from time to time. Mental health is complicated, and we know that from our personal experience. We believe in professional therapy. Both Sarah and I use that on our own healing journeys. But we also know it isn't one size fits all. The stigma surrounding mental illness can make us feel alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapist Sync. to the unqualified therapists. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. Woo-hoo-hoo. I feel like you do that every <laughs> I try to mix time. it up because I usually go, ooh, ooh. <laughs> so now they're both there. Yeah. We told you that June was going to be jam-packed with awesome guests, and that's the case. We have another amazing, amazing guest today that I am going to let Sarah introduce. Y'all better buckle up. Because <laughs> we have the sexy, Ooh. the sultry, Ooh. the beautiful Todd Lassine with us today. Wow. See, you're glad I said for her to. I wasn't going to wow. do all that, but okay. <laughs> I am blushing. He is blushing, people. He's blushing. Well, I want to thank you for inviting me to be on the podcast. Well, yes, we wouldn't have it any other way. You are very welcome. This is a real treat. I am a fan. Yay! And I'm so excited because I didn't even know he was coming in person. I had my computer ready to Zoom with you, and I was like, oh, I'm coming over. (laughs) I know. know. This is, is, well, we've never even had this. I love it. This is our new world. Because we we did this during the pandemic. So it's awesome. Yeah, so welcome. I I wanted to be in the energy. You're here. I wanted to feed the energy. Yes. Feed the beast. You know what's good is that we're not in my closet anymore. That would be, yeah, I mean, be a little tight. Yeah, it was tight, but, you know. It was, it was fun. Yes. People was. still apparently like those episodes. He said he went all the way back. I know. Those, Started from the beginning. We recorded those in the closet. Loved them. Loved <laughs> we were them. shoved in there between all of my clothes. Really shoved in. I did. I love them. They were so insightful and personal Aww. and very inspiring. Thank you. Yeah, so that's why I'm a fan now. Yay. Yeah. Well, so I'm very honored to be here. Very, I'm so very glad excited. you're here. Yeah, we're so glad to have you here. Like, I could not wait when you said that you would be interested. I was like, yes. <laughs> Why not? It's a new life experience for it me. It is. It is. And we just had so much fun the other night talking when we met um, through a mutual friend. And yeah, I'm just happy to have you here. So, Todd, yes. tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you want to know? I'm, I'm an open book. I am in my mid-40s, born and raised here right near Pittsburgh. I didn't know that, actually. Wow. <clears throat> Never lived anywhere else. Wow. Um, traveled, mm-hmm. you know, but never lived anywhere else. Raised by a single mom yeah. uh, with one older brother, mm-hmm. and raised in the, the the ghettos, the hood of of Pittsburgh. Where at? Um, we started out in Beltsuver. 
Where's and that? Then, I don't even. Yeah. Beltsuver is like near Allentown. Oh, okay. okay. I know where Allentown is. So I uh, grew up in Beltsuver and then from there went to uh, Beachview and now I'm back in the hood in Knoxville. <laughs> That's not the hood. I came home. <laughs> But I, that I, is I, right I, around the corner. I know all that moving. I've moved like three miles. <laughs> yeah, at the top. exactly. So, but I'm a proud close. product of of public schools. I'm a yeah. proud product of city living. Exactly. I will say my experience was fantastic because my mother pushed. Yeah. To get me into the gifted program. Oh, that's I think good. Had I not been in the gifted program, my life would be completely different. That's wow. amazing. You, you had a strong advocate for a mom. That's great. Very. Yeah. And so interesting that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Huh. Wow. The, the, the entire of... classroom environment changed. Yeah. When I you bet. got into the gifted program, there was only 20 to 30 kids in the class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had more one on one interaction mm-hmm. with your instructor and the quality of the instructors. You went from having a teacher to actually having an instructor. Right. Yeah. You know, so the entire culture changed mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is that I will say that even in where we live, I would say the same thing. My daughter, since being in the program, her entire education has changed because there's just this whole like different level depending upon how the schools do it. So that's amazing. I'm so glad you had that experience. Yeah. For college. Yeah. Where did you go to school? I graduated from Brashear. Okay. And I went on to Edinburgh. Okay, yeah. I drive past that on the way my way to Buffalo to Loved see my fans. It. Loved it. It was an ama- amazing yeah. experience. Another amazing experience coming from the city. Yeah. And then going to the, the country. country. Yeah. It was like I grew up having the best of both worlds. That's yeah. awesome. And I do that now. Like, I love both. Yeah. 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 I'm right in the middle. And what did you go to school for? Graphic design. Okay. Ah. And does yeah. the, any of that integrate into your current position? Absolutely not. Does <laughs> anyone do anything besides teachers because they have to go to school for that? Does anyone do anything so that has in- to do with their degree? The interesting thing about that, um, I went to school for gra- graphic design because it was always my interest and my passion, mm-hmm. but I never wanted a job in it. Mm. So you just wanted to learn I about it. I just wanted to learn it. I just huh. wanted to learn. I just wanted to be creative. Yeah. I just wanted to just experience what, what it all entailed. But I never wanted to really make money off of it. Yeah. So it was fine with me that I'm not and doing it now. You know I what? I feel like oh, college, too, more and more, the older I get, the more I feel like it's really not about the job. Mm-mm. I mean, I learned so much about the world and life and the realities of things just by being in college, mm-hmm. um, taking classes at that higher level, being around different people who were not the kind of people that I was around always. That's where expanding horizon, really expanding, expanding your, your horizons. Yeah. So even though I did go on to be a teacher, I don't even know how much of what I learned there in terms of my career is what I use now. Mm-hmm. It's more like when I think back to it, it's more bigger life lessons. Yeah. And I can circle back to one of your earlier podcasts <laughs> with with the site with the medium where where I, I believe it was the medium where they said uh, we are spiritual beings having a yes. human experience, yes. and I, I've had that sort of approach, although I couldn't articulate that way at a right, young age. Right. That I knew that when when college came, yeah, when it was time to go to college, I I wasn't focused on having a career. I was focused mm-hmm. on tapping into my experiences and life yeah. experiences and growth. And even mm-hmm. now in my forties, my focus is more about reaching my own path of enlightenment yeah. and understanding life mm-hmm. and yes. understanding how I fit in that. Mm, yes. I love that. So again, 
listening to your podcast <laughs> is tying so much of this it's together and it's giving me a vehicle yeah wow so that's why i completely appreciate what you guys are doing here. oh thank you so much I, I love what you just said because that it's just so nice for me to find more like-minded people because yeah. that whole idea of like not climbing a career ladder yes. but 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 evolving and learning and growing mm-hmm. that's really what i think life is about mm-hmm. and um so it's just nice when i hear that from someone outside of my circle say that as well yeah i think it's very easy for us to become complacent slave <laughs> yes yeah. slave, another slave word, yeah. to so many to society yeah. Yeah. and society's expectations mm-hmm. um family's expectations yes. partner's expectations whatever the case may be and to be able to free yourself from that mm-hmm and to process and to receive and to move forward on your own terms is enlightenment, is yes. freedom. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been trying to do. Mm. Yeah. I had I had the best advice given to me when I was going into college. And if I hadn't had this person tell me this thing, my life probably would have taken a different path completely. I was working at a TV station. I wanted to go into TV and radio. I was going into school and the manager of the TV station said to me, do not manage in communications or major in communications. He's like, find something that interests you have fun at college, dive into that one thing. He's like, because you're all you're going to need is the experience you're going to get from working. You don't Mm. need the, what you're going to learn in college. You're going to learn all of that anyways, when you're doing the job. So find something that, interests you and that's why I majored in psychology which is like that's so I had, interesting yes and it took me down this entirely different path in mm-hmm. life than I would have taken mm-hmm. because it opened my mind right. to so many different things it brought me in front of professors that taught me completely different ways of looking at life than Change I ever would have yep mm-hmm. yep and and my I mean I grew up I, I moved all over the place but essentially I grew up in West Virginia in a Baptist church with like no exposure to any culture anywhere. So then I go to college and I'm like, wow. And it was just like, my whole mind was like, there's life out there. And it just uh, like awakened something within me that was just waiting to come out and and burst out. So that's really interesting thing that you you said there. Cause it's like, I feel like everybody goes for what they're like wanting to do in life. And that's that's what we're told to do. Right. That's what we're conditioned to do. Yeah. You know, you're not, and that was one of the best lessons I learned. Mrs. Stansfield's English lit class mm. in Brashear. You know, we would read American literature and we would sit around a circle and we would dissect the book and we would express our feelings. Mm. What I got out of that class was the ability to think for myself and the ability to tactfully and respectfully mm. question authority. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because just because someone tells yes. you so yeah. doesn't make it so. Right. Yes. And I've carried that with me yep. through my life. Mm-hmm. And it changed my whole college experience. It changed the rest of my life. And I refer back to that moment all the time. Mm, yeah. I love that. You started talking about freedom. I want, I, I really want to dive into that with you. Okay. Because, and you, you know, I gotta like start pulling this stuff out. We gotta start pulling this stuff out. Open book. <laughs> open book. Um, so freedom is a hard thing, period. You know, I saw, I don't know if I've talked about this on this show, but I know I talked to you about it. I saw this, you know, on Instagram reels and they have people that'll say like, tell me you're rich without telling me you're rich or tell me oh, this yeah. without telling me this. And this was, um, 
tell me the biggest gaslighting thing that people aren't even aware is gaslighting. And it was um, this thought that we as Americans have to go to work nine to five every day, Monday through Friday, and <laughs> yep. work this 40 hour week. And that's what we have to do. Yeah. And just be these machines and whatever. So freedom is always this and retirement. Don't forget about that. And retirement. Yes. And work until you're too old to do anything and then have that 10 years of you're exhausted and I have all this money, but I'm not going to spend it because I'm going to pass it on to my kids. Yeah. And so basically I worked until I was too old to work and now I'm going to die just sitting here in my rocking chair. Sounds like, like fun, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a blast. It's a blast. Oh. Bullshit. So our country has like this in America, that is like the view. So freedom in general, which is supposed to be our country's anthem is we are the free country. We are the land of the free, which is the biggest line of bullshit ever, which we all know. So freedom in general is tough enough to reach freedom as a black man, freedom as a black gay man in this country is I don't I don't even know what the it word is. It is a process. A process. process. I love it. I like it that. It is a process. It is, it is an evolutionary process. Yeah. Because it has to start within yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I I started very young trying to come to terms with my feelings of sexuality. The 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 culture and and the my race didn't become a factor until I got older. So it was I never first thought about to your sexuality. It. It was first, it was sexuality. Of school where you felt like you were you probably were amongst everyone else that looked like you. So Brashear was pretty much well diverse. Yeah. Um, integration was was humming. At, at, yeah. Um, but being gay became a factor yeah. because I used to watch this one particular classmate get bullied. Mm. Yeah. Because he was obvious, mm-hmm. you know, and very apparent. And I went through my whole college and my whole, excuse me, high school thinking to myself, I do not want to be made. Mm. I don't want to be in his position. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to go through that. So I would very tactfully orchestrate myself around gym class. Mm. I didn't want any of the other guys to feel intimidated. Mm-hmm. I didn't want the the teachers to know anything. I didn't want to be treated any differently. You know, yeah. And I have that same approach with being black. Mm-hmm. I do not want to be treated any differently or seen any differently because of my race or because of my, my sexual preference. Yeah. Uh, I want to be treated based on the person that I am and the person I present to you mm-hmm. Yeah. As, mm-hmm. as the person that I am. And let us vibe and let us see if our energies work. Mm-hmm. And if they do, great. And if they don't, no, I'm not for everybody. And I get that. Right. We say um, that a lot. We say that a lot of time. Yeah. So, so it's it was definitely a process, but it, it started with myself. It started with it started with a lot of soul searching. Um, you know, I, I do believe in spiritualism. I believe in religion, not as a business. Right. Um, I right. believe in um, numerology and, and all those things. Mm-hmm. And I think that however it works for you, it works for you. I do a lot of meditation, a lot of prayer. Mm. And, and it helps me to stay grounded. Yeah. And it helps me to figure out um, the root cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what am I really after? What's yeah. really bothering me? And I take a lot of time and do that a lot. I'm also an Aquarius. So I overthink <laughs> everything. That's Randy. He's an Aquarius too. Same. Everything. So I'm learning to let that go too. But it's mm-hmm. all an evolutionary process. Because like I said, I'm on that road 
to, towards my version of enlightenment, mm-hmm. what it means for me and my version of freedom. But, you know, with the black community mm-hmm. specifically, to get back to your question, um, it's a challenge because, you know, the, the church typically is very strong in the black community yeah. mm-hmm. and you have these beliefs that you should not do anything outside of the 10 commandments. Right. And if you do, you had better pray it away with pray it away. Right. You know, just pray it away. Right. And there's, there's no human understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a challenge. And, and I was, I was exposed to the church. My mother was wise enough to allow my brother and I to grow up and to make our own decisions. And that's, that's great about, about church and, and yeah. religion and things like that. Uh, but we did talk and, you know, mostly my family is, um, Baptist, mm-hmm. but there's, there's strong faith in yeah. some of my family members where, you know, I, I love you, but I don't approve of your lifestyle right. kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's hard to navigate because mm-hmm. I respect them as my elders. I respect them as my yeah. family members and I would never want to do anything yeah. that came across as disrespectful to right. them. But at the same time. I, I'm, I need to be me. Yeah. You know, I need to be my authentic self. Right. And I wouldn't have been made this way. Yeah. If I yeah. wasn't meant to be my authentic self. Yes. So it's, it's a process. It, it's, it's constant. It's, it's not. And I think that that may be a misconception for some. I hope that it's not. But sometimes you, you have to realize that the process continues. Just mm-hmm. when you think you figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Just when you think yeah. you've oh, got yeah. the problem yeah. solved. Yeah. You're like, I got this down. <laughs> you know, a month later, you're like, oh. Oh. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, exactly. So you know, so, you know, you, you got to be open to, to, to evolution, to the process of evolution. Mm-hmm. And you got to be open to relationships. And you got to be open to, and as a human being, be open to connecting with people right. and exploring your similarities as well as your differences right. mm-hmm. and being respectful of that. Um, you know, I had a, I had a, a difficult time with, with growing up because I didn't feel understood. Mm, yeah. I felt, not, I won't say ahead of my time, but for lack of a better word. No, yeah. that makes, that makes sense. Complete sense. You know, I, I just, I didn't feel seen. I didn't mm-hmm. feel understood. And I still have that to some extent, yeah. even today, by certain people. Right. The difference is, I'm now at an age where I don't care. Right. You know, I don't care. I'm here for me. I'm living me. I'm doing me. You know, that's how we connected. Yeah. You know, um, I'm at this stage in life where I am learning who I am yeah. today, and learning how to embrace that person. Yeah. And learning how to celebrate that person. Yeah. And learning how to flaunt that person a little bit you know like and there's nothing wrong with that because i was it was implied that being selfish right was Mm -hmm. a bad thing right Mm -hmm. putting yourself first was not good right you're right you need to think about other people Mm -hmm. and dive into what you can do for other people right and i think that's what's come out of this pandemic for me is is in my my recent breakup is the understanding that I need to find a balance between my natural Aquarius self and being a humanitarian, mm-hmm. but applying that humanitarianism to myself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And giving the love that I want to myself. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a process, honey. It's a process. <laughs> I think that's such a good way to put it. I think it is for everyone. I think that, you know, 
if you ever feel like you've made it, like, mm, no, mm, then maybe like, you know, then maybe like there's something else going on. But when people say it's a process or I'm still going or, you know, or I'll, I'll even say it as there, I'll be like, yeah, I think I like did that. And Got like, it. Oh my God. And then I get punched back down and I'm like, nope. It <laughs> nope. doesn't feel good. Nope. No. We're back. We're back. Yeah. You know, um, Sarah and I talk a lot about, um, our journeys with body confidence. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I can think about that revolves itself like a revolving damn door yep. where like I, I, I overcome ABC and then all of a sudden I get smacked with D and I'm like, shh. Like, you know, like I thought I had this under, like, I thought I had like come and risen above this and, you know, and then you're just brought to a different place. And so, you know, it's just part of it. It That's a struggle too, because in the gay community, if you are a person of color, you do not fit the standards, quote unquote. Really? Yes. And and I think, and and I do think that it has to do with, with, with geography. But you know, wow. in, 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 in markets not... in markets like here in Pittsburgh, yeah, you know, the, the limited time that I've been single, it was difficult to date in Pittsburgh, um, and I felt like you know, if you're not, if you don't fit that that, I don't, I hate using the 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 words, you know, twink and bear and all that kind of stuff, yeah. but, <laughs> you know, because I think that in itself defeats the purpose yeah, of right, the gay yeah. community, but. Um, if you don't fit a certain type or a mold or size or waist size, you know, and I'm a big guy. I'm, I'm six foot. That, that's, <laughs> I don't want to say that, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm currently at 200, 245 pounds. <laughs> you know, um, I've been coming down. I've been working, you know, as I'm getting happier yeah. and finding my peace, you know, things are working for me. But, um, yeah, it's 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 a challenge. It has been a challenge to date in Pittsburgh. I know why. It probably surprised me in the same way as last week's episode with Chelsea when I was like, "Wait, a woman broke your heart?" I know. I thought if I dated a woman, everything would be fine. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, like come on, gay community. I swear to God, you're supposed to be the answer to everything. I wish. Quit letting me down. In some ways, there's even more dysfunctions. I wish yeah. it was that simple. Oh my I wish. goodness. Here's I wish. my surprise factor with it. I would think that the gay community would be, excuse me, I just choked on my own spit. <laughs> You're surprised. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> ah, um, I would think that the gay community would be the most open, accepting. It's not. To say, like, it is because not. of the, my damn mind. Because of the, the oppression and everything that. You, you, you would think that. that with both the black community yeah. and the gay community. Yeah. You but would they're think both that, pretty. But they're both just yeah. as prejudiced yeah. and, and, and as divisive no as way. regular society. <gasps> Absolutely. So, oh. you know, which is this conversation, yeah. being black and being yeah. gay, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and we could go through all different types of topics about this, mm-hmm. you know, and I've, and I've been through a lot. With, with being gay... Yeah, you, particularly here in Pittsburgh, and I know that a lot, a lot of men have left, and they've gone to places like like the Baltimore, DC area, okay. or Atlanta, you know, or where the population for for black men or people of color are larger, mm-hmm. because it is it is somewhat divisive here and and cliquish, you know. Hmm. If you don't know someone, what if you don't have hell? that stamp of approval by you know the matriarchs, the patriarchs of the gay community, you may not get anywhere. My mind is blown right now. Yeah. I am uh, speechless. Again, this is my experience. 
Yeah. This is my experience. Sure. I'm sure the people that are going to disagree with this, but from my experience, you know, it's been difficult to date and to navigate. I used to tell people I could walk through Pittsburgh with a mattress strapped to my back and still not get a date from a guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, Which, okay. it's, it's been difficult. I mean, we it's, will post difficult. pictures, but like still blowing my mind because you're so attractive. Yeah, exactly. I, I appreciate that immensely. Thank you. And, and that's somewhat been a little bit of the irony. Like maybe they're intimidated. And that, that could be a possibility. That certainly could be a possibility because I don't fit the typical mold. Right. I don't. Um, but I've always said, if you like me, tell me. Yeah. Like, if you think I'm attractive, tell me. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't have that big of an ego. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to say, why I introduced you as the sexy and the sultry Todd is not just because you are, mm-hmm. but also I connected with you so well on your confidence and not arrogance. Like when we met, I was like, this is a beautifully confident man that like, and that is something I strive to, to have. And without it being arrogant is really hard. You're right. You do have that. Thank you. you. Again, it's a part of the process. Yeah. It's a long time coming. I would, so many times I was frustrated going to some of the local bars here trying to meet guys or get their attention mm-hmm. and it just wouldn't happen. But meanwhile, I could walk down my street and be approached by 10 women before I get oh, to the corner. I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what am I doing wrong? What, 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 what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Um, I did have this one gentleman say to me years ago that my, my um, nonverbal communication, the way I stood and the way I carried mm-hmm. myself in the bar. Mm-hmm was somewhat intimidating for him. Mm-hmm. I said, but yet you came over and told me that. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't yeah. that so intimidating. Wasn't too, for right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What made you still come over? You know, nothing went from that, but still I yeah. appreciated the, the, but I, I was raised to carry myself a specific way. Yes. I was raised to, to, I don't want to say to be proud, but to be confident mm-hmm. and yeah. to know that if I applied myself, if I did the hard work, I could accomplish and you know that with with my my educators and my mother not to settle right you know and to push forward and strive forward your mother sounds amazing i was just my mother go was there. fantastic i was going to say She's i know you woman. had told me that she passed too early yes um but i would love to know more about her she sounds like an, a remarkable woman mm-hmm. and you know being a single mom is no joke at all so mm. i can't even i mean i can't imagine that's my life but i'm saying <laughs> that like she the way that you speak about her the way she's raised you it's just there's she just sounds like she was just an incredible woman mm-hmm. she was absolutely she she raised two of us mm. with she was retired on disability wow. which was pennies yeah and she raised us i never had the feeling that we were poor Oh, ever. Wow. I never had the feeling that we were different from any other family. She was an, our, our best advocate. Yeah. And I called the drill sergeant because she was tough. <laughs> she was tough. She didn't settle for anything. It was be a mom first. Maybe in life I'll be your friend, but it was, you know, yeah, it was, okay. it was your mom first. Yeah. Um, and it was tough. It, it, she, she demanded the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, she was tough. She would argue, 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 <laughs> argue. The today's best prosecutor had nothing on her. <laughs> and it was just, 
and I struggled with that because I'm sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we, before she passed, the year before she passed, it was amazing because we started that process of being friends because I yeah. felt like for the first time she actually saw me. Yeah. Um, and that was a lot of our, our tension. We had a lot of tension. We had mm-hmm. a lot of tension between us because she's the parent. I'm the child. Mm-hmm. But I always felt that if she would just open her eyes and see me, yeah, we could work through the tension mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she would realize the kind of person that I am. I was devoted to my mother. I'm still devoted to my mother. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that now as an adult that I can look back and understand that there were no wrong mistakes. Right. There were only, and this is what I love about you, Amy, is that you are doing the best that you can with what you have. Yep. That in itself yep. goes a long way with kids. Yeah. I, as, as a kid. You know, it goes a long yep. way. Showing up, expressing that you care mm-hmm. is what really matters and yep. what you carry through forward. It's not so much... I bought, they bought this for me or they did that for me or whatever. It's, it's being present as much as you can in those moments. Yeah. And she probably, that's how she knew to raise you like a drill sergeant. She's like, Mm -hmm. this is my job, right? Raising these kids. And this is how I know how to do it. Maybe that's how she was raised. Mm -hmm. And so she did what she knew. Well, she's raising two black males. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she knows as a, in the a world single house. Too. Exactly. Yes. So it was, it, and she was very specific to me. I, and I can't speak of my brother because we're, we're seven years apart. Okay. So are you um, older or younger? I'm younger. Okay. But she was very specific in me. She said, when you go to school, you get a good ed- education. Mm-hmm. You learn proper English and you carry yourself that way. Mm-hmm. Because once you get out into the real world, People are going to see you. People are going to judge you. Mm-hmm. And you want to be in a position to show them differently. Right. Wow. Wow. And so I feel like for most of my life, all I've been doing is breaking stereotypes. Yeah. And, and, and tearing down people's walls. I've had people come to me and say, you know, I really didn't have experience with black people before I met you. <laughs> or I really... I've, I've heard it too many times. You're probably like every white person's favorite black person. I'm like, where but that's been the, <laughs> like, where have they been? But it's, I, I mean, I could see it though, because you're, there's nothing about you that comes across that it's hard. You're hard to talk to it. You haven't gotten to a point or you might never get to a point, which is unbelievable to me and amazing that you're going to be like, I am tired of being this person. Fuck off and go figure it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You like, might. You might. You might. I might. But I'm I might. Saying, like, as, you know, typical, like, white people, like, yeah. you're quite approachable in that yeah. way. And that's probably why they're like, I have a black friend. His name's Todd. He's Which I day. get that, too. Check, I check. become, yes, I become those check boxes. I do. They're like, I'm not racist. I mm-hmm. have Todd. Oh, my God. I, I get it. I, it happens. But that's been part of my problem with high school too, because yeah. my 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 black classmates, yeah, I felt they resented me oh, okay. because I wasn't black enough. I see. I, see. I didn't walk like they walked. I didn't talk like mm-hmm. they talked. Mm-hmm. I didn't live in in their hood. I didn't run in the same circles as they did, and, and and so I always felt like that. And I felt like my white classmates never really understood me because I didn't fit some of those stereotypes of mm-hmm. a black person. Mm-hmm. So they looked at me like kind of that side eye, like, is this for real? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I always sort of felt in the middle or I always felt like I didn't necessarily fit in a particular that's category. So hard. And that's continued 
through the gay community, through the black community, th- through life until now when I don't give a fuck. Yeah. 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 I don't give a fuck. Isn't it just, it's, it, this is where my mind just gets blown. Like, where I think about, like, I think about, like, little Todd. And I'm like. I was adorable, too. I bet. <laughs> I had these chubby, pinchable cheeks. I can't even. I was a little chunky kid. Oh. And everybody's like, oh, let me pinch those cheeks. <laughs> yes. Like, I just think about poor, like, little Todd, though. Like, did you ever feel like you had a, a community? Like a friend, like you mean? a like. Well, no, just like a community. Because mm. if you didn't feel like you were black enough for the black community, mm-hmm. if the white community was kind of like, eh, we don't fully get it. Why are you, you know? It, but I feel like your mom saw past it yeah. as a mom, and she was like, "It's not about fucking fitting in. Like, yeah. I want you to live. I want you to survive, and I want you to thrive. And I know this world, mm-hmm. and you know, so." not having black friends in high school too bad so sad like this yeah. is what we're doing it wasn't about any of that yeah. yeah it was about preparing me for life yes because she did have a chronic illness and she mm-hmm. was never supposed to see my brother graduate high school mm-hmm. wow she ended up seeing both of us go to college that's amazing. so she surpassed you know yeah. the doctor's expectations with that so with that her goal was to prepare me prepare yeah. us both for life without her oh my god and so when I when I when I look back and I think about some of the sacrifices and the choices that she made, our tension doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Because it worked. Right. Because I've never been arrested. I don't have illegitimate kids running around. I don't have I don't fit a lot of the stereotypes yeah. that people would apply to me uh, or assume to me. But I'm a homeowner. I've been at the same job for 22 years now. You know, relationships come and go, but <laughs> you know, um, but I'm happy. You know, yeah. my, my brother, my brother made it through school. He's a homeowner as well. And we talk about that sometimes. We talk about how her toughness on us worked for us yeah. Yeah. and it got us to a place where we've not become a statistic. We've been a, on the other side of the, of the statistics. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's, it's amazing to look back to think that she did it in 45 years. Right. She did she it. She was young. She did it. She was ridiculously young, I but mean, she did it. But with the community standpoint, my community came a little later in life and it came after my mom passed mm-hmm. because she was so young. A lot of people stepped forward. A lot of my friends, mm. parents and family stepped forward and, offered me to stay with them because my brother was already on doing his own thing and i said no i'm standing i'm staying here in my mother's apartment Mm -hmm. by myself Mm -hmm. she raised us to be independent i was 19 Mm. she raised us to be independent i'm gonna execute it yeah determined yeah but i still had people that were around me and 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 guiding me and and available to me um and now you know my 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 white brother my best friend's family has stepped in and and his parents are my parents. I call them mom and dad. No. You know, I'm going on vacations with yeah. them. You know, and and they're every bit a part of my life. And we, it's interesting. We had a conversation like about a year ago, two years ago, and I said to them, I said it just dawned on me the two of you have been parental figures in my life longer than my biological mom. Wow! And I just broke down oh. in tears. Like I, you know. And then wow. we can talk about them, but I'm probably going to end up crying because, <laughs> you know, their their unconditional love for me yeah. has been every child's dream. 
Yeah. yeah. And I have that. I've had the disciplinarian in, which has got me to where I am. Yeah. yeah. But now I have these two people that are white that that just love me. Oh. And they're there for me and they stand by me. They support me. Everything I do, they counsel me and, and, and like they're they're my parents. Yeah. yeah. They're my parents. And my biological family know it. Yeah. They know it, and yeah. they do not. They're not resented. They're not resentful. Oh, that's when I refer to them as like mom and dad yeah. and things like that. And I spend my holidays with them. They're yeah. my parents. And so you said that it was your best friends. Mm-hmm. So how? Where? How? Where did you meet him? We met on the street when we, when we moved to um, Beachview. He lived a couple doors down. Oh, okay. And my mom was. I was such an introvert. I didn't like going outside. Yeah. And when we moved. <laughs> I became even more of a recluse. Yeah. Hashtag and she's like, boy. <laughs> yeah. She's like, boy, if you don't got in my house, <laughs> go outside and play. I don't care where you go. Just get out of my house. And she encouraged me to go down the street because she said, oh, there's a little boy down the street. Go see if, you know. And I went knocked on the door and the first day of school. And I was like, can we go to school together? Oh. And here, and he had told me we were going to go to the same school, but here he's a year younger than me. So that wasn't the case. Aww. So, but ever since then, we we are inseparable. Oh, that's great. Inseparable, and he's a Gemini. Ooh. Yeah, and Aquarius and Gemini's get along very well. Oh, I but, didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know who gets along with who. Yeah. I just know about each one a well, little bit. Yeah. Well, with my new relationship, I'm paying more attention to even uh-huh. more attention to astrology. But we were um, when my mom died. He came to college to get me. And there were no words needed to be spoken because she was just as much his mother as she was mine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he felt the loss Mm -hmm. and we didn't even speak and we just embraced and our souls communicated everything that needed to be said. Yeah. Um, And it's been like that ever since. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful relationship. Yeah, it is. It is. It it is amazing. I I, I would die for that man. Wow. Mm -hmm. And he would, and he would do the same for me. Yeah. Wow. So, that's beautiful community right there. That, that's I'm saying my community didn't yeah. come when I was younger, mm-hmm. but now that I'm more mature and I'm older, mm-hmm. and then the, the people that they bring to me are all wonderful people. Yeah, you know they all love unconditionally and they treat people with respect. And yeah, everyone's treated on their own accord. Right. You know, it's not a stamp. Yes. Right. So fantastic. Love wow. Gosh, I'm just so. I know this is going to sound like such a mom thing to say, but it's like, I'm just so proud of you. Like, you know what I mean? Like finding that later on and being so strong as a child, you know, I, I was, as you're saying this, I'm, I'm thinking about your community and I'm thinking about your experience. And then, you know, I'm thinking, I guess I didn't really feel like I had a community either growing up. I think when you're younger, uh, you know, things come and go as you need them in your life. You know, people are there for, they serve a purpose Mm -hmm. and then they can leave your life and kind of flow through. So I think that's just sort of kind of the ebb and flow Mm -hmm. of things that that go that way. But you, you could, it could have gone so differently. It could have been. And this is where, you know, people are, is it nature versus nurture? You know, I, I don't, I don't, I think it's a little bit of both because you had that nurture from your mom, but you also have to have that innate thing inside of you that says, it doesn't matter if I have this definitive community that's Mm going to stand behind me because I've got myself and I'm going to stand up for myself. And that's just, that's a really amazing thing. I'm kind of stuck on, um, (laughs) I'm kind of frustrated right now with the gay community and the black community. I just want to say, 
It's, um, I'm telling you, it's been my I've been frustration. I've things on whites for a long time now. I know. You're ruining our... Yeah. Oh, my and goodness. This is, and this is, like, this you're is not Pride Month. not people like, what's happening. Like, this is Pride Month. Exactly. And there are marches and protests, you know, and, and we will come together for that. And then the minute they go to the bars, they'll stand in their little groups and their clicks. Really? They'll look across the room and I'm like, oh, no, he's fat. Oh, get your shit together, you know, people. Or, or, oh, my God, like, look at the labels he's wearing or whatever. You know, just... No. There's so much men? division. Or is it both? I, I, I don't know a whole lot about oh, the whatever. other branches of the community. I'm mad now. I will say, I, 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 dated, I, I dated a young man who introduced me to a division of the gay community, which is the bear community, which apparently I fit into because okay. of my size. Um, I'm considered a black bear. Okay. Um, Yes, because you want to get real specific, right? Wow. But wow. Um, I, I was I was fortunate enough to be exposed to some of the fundraising events that are done by the bear community and, and different organizations. And talk about inclusivity, you don't get much better than that. Wow. And it's it is downright impressive. Wow. To embrace Men of all different ages, all mm-hmm. different backgrounds, all yeah. different sizes. What you would expect from the gay community yes. as a whole, yes. I feel happens closest in the bear community. Okay. Wow. So it, it doesn't matter. As long as you are a good person. Yeah. Right. You're welcome. Hmm. You are welcome. And and then to see some of these men that are four or five, six hundred pounds yeah. show up at a pool party in a speedo. And it. In a speedo. <laughs> And walk down the runway like they were Tyra freaking Banks. Yes. It is so empowering. Wow. And amazing. And so so body conscious and, and, and age awareness and all of it, it's it's just been inclusive. And they come together to certainly embrace wow. what makes us us what makes us unique yeah that yeah. makes me yeah, feel is a our strength better. yeah so yeah. there are there are components <laughs> yes. that are great you know um so i was very very and i've been welcomed in that community you know wonderful men wonderful and they, t- they tend to be a little bit more mature yeah um mm-hmm. but just wonderful men that have and i think that once people have gone through life experiences yes. mm-hmm. yeah um their perspective changes and i tend to do I tend to be popular with an older community. Mm. I think because once they've been through those life experiences, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, they, they change a little bit. Coming out was uh, what should have been a traumatizing experience for me. Yeah. It was another life-changing experience for me. You have a charmed life, my love. I am blessed every day. Yeah. Every day. And I when I say my prayers at night, I am I pray for so many other people yeah. in their situations. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Not people specifically, but people that are in certain situations. Yeah. Um but at the end it's, I am so grateful for what God and the universe has 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 brought me to be where I am now. Yeah. And I can continue to say, just just put me where you need me to be mm. to continue to do mm-hmm. your good work, not for me to do my work. Mm-hmm. Because I've experienced this amazing life that I never thought possible. I've yeah. seen countries that were only pictures in a book to me yeah. as a little black kid and from a single family in the ghetto. Like, I literally never thought that I would ever get to Greece. I never thought that I would ever see France and Costa yeah. Rica. And, and these are beautiful countries. 
and I want to see more yeah. because now I know I can. Yeah. Because I did it. But coming out, um, I was dating this guy who really wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. But I did How old? He was. No, I think, were you? Oh, I, oh, I was in high school still. Okay. And I believe he was like 10 years my senior. Oh, oh okay. my goodness. I, I like them mature. <laughs> um, and I'm sure there were some daddy issues involved and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, but I was dating this guy and he, he really was not healthy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then I knew it. But I also knew that I needed to go through the experience yeah. in order to learn from it. And a lot of times I will allow myself to stay in an in a, in a unhealthy situation because I know that I haven't reached the point where I've learned what I needed to to mm. move forward. Mm-hmm. Which is, I guess, sadist maybe? I don't know. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I, I'm out with, with my boyfriend and I get this page. Because back in the time of the pagers, your beeper, you know, with with, I had to find a payphone. Yes, yeah, yes. So I get the page, and it was the house number dash nine one one, which (gasps) meant get your ass home now. And my mother was ill and sick, so I'm like, oh shit, something's going down. Yeah. So I make it back to the house, and all of a sudden, I see the house is lit up. Like every light in the house is oh, on, which boy. in my experience in the black community means y'all ass in trouble. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> if you come home and, and 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 your parents are paying for all the lights to be on, <laughs> they're making a point. <laughs> your ass is in trouble. <laughs> so so I, I come around the corner and then I start seeing all these cars on the street, oh, shit. and I'm like. Is that my uncle's car? Oh, oh she called the family in. <laughs> and I walk in the I walk in the house, and my whole Pittsburgh family, oh my gosh, is sitting there right now. All the lights on. I'm like squeezing my own hands. I'm like so nervous right now. Uh, you, honey. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Now, leading up to it, I just come back home from from break from college. And I, I walk in the door. My mom says to me, are you gay? <gasps> and I didn't even think about it. I was like, no. Went back into my room and went about my business. Yeah. The next morning I get up. So I'm jumping around here. But next morning I get up and she says to me, she goes, are you gay? Again. Again. Yeah. Which again, it's like like a cultural thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, mama. Ask you the same question twice. <laughs> No, she already know she the, answer. the answer. Yeah. And she already gave you one pass. Yeah. <laughs> so now she just wants to see if you're going to lie again. Yeah. Because now that gives her a reason to smack you and pop you, right? <laughs> so in that split seconds, I'm like, oh, shit. She'd mm-hmm. asked me twice. Mm-hmm. She already know. Yeah. So I was like, yes. Okay. And then we had we had a small conversation, and honestly, I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. I think it was like, "Why did you lie to me?" kind of thing. But it went; it didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. I thought I was going to be dead. Like I thought she was going to kill me. Really? Well, like she, like you were her thing that she was working for her whole life, I, and you I, thought you were going to let her down. Mm-hmm. I, I just will kill me. Mm-hmm. So, my mother always said to me, if, uh, "Us, if you." Don't want me to find out about it? 
don't do it. Because <laughs> you always had a way of finding out stuff. That's what I tell my kids. So I always know. I was like, okay. And I, and I think I called, I think I called my brother, you know, my white brother, and I was like, she knows. Yeah. Because he already knew. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, she knows what happened. Come over. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Get away from her. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Are you okay? If you were able to escape. Are you in the hospital? <laughs> and then, and then that night or, or shortly after that, I get, I get the, the emergency text. Yeah. Or page. And so, um, I walked in, I walked in like nothing was wrong. Mm-hmm. Family's there, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm like, hey, play this cool. yeah. These lights being on. I don't know what's going on. What are you guys all here for? What are we celebrating? <laughs> And I went in my room and she's like, come back, come back out here. And I'm like, okay. And then she's, she has introduction and she says, you know, so I called you all here today. Oh my God. Because Todd has something to tell you. I looked oh at her like, God. I do. <gasps> oh my God, Todd. We didn't talk about this. So it was, it was almost intervention. And my, and my mother, my mother used fear as a tool for her. Fear kept me in line. Wow. And I, don't know, I don't know that it worked so much for my brother, yeah. but it really worked for me. Um, and even to into this day, like I still have some residual effects from fear. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, and now the whole family's looking at me. Oh my god. And like, well, what you got to say? <gasps> like, what is it? Like, we've been sitting here waiting for you to like. What you got to say? Oh my god. Oh my god. And I just said, you know what? Time to jump in. And I said, I'm gay. The family, the, the response was not what I expected. I didn't really know what to expect, but it mm-hmm. wasn't what happened. Yeah. They said, that's the big news? <laughs> Did they? We already knew that. I knew that. <laughs> you called us over here for this? We turned all the lights on for this? Right? <laughs> Completely different. And I was wow. like, Wow. Wow. And I, and then what I, and I don't think my mother was expecting that response. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. Um, and we talk, we talk about it even to this day. Like some of my family members were upset that that yeah. went down the way that yeah. it did. I am upset. Um, but for me, I am forever grateful. Yeah. Forever grateful because an outcome that I never expected yeah. to happen came from that. Because up until that moment, it was the first time I ever spoke those words right. that I was gay. So in saying it out loud in front of my family yeah. created a level of ownership mm. that I hadn't had before. Yeah. Up until that point, I was still mulling yeah. over it and, and right. trying to decipher and decide yeah. and figure and try. I was, and what I was trying to do was how to, I was trying to figure out how to, how to get rid of it yeah. and how to hide mm-hmm. it and how to suppress it. But the minute that I stood in front of the family and said it, mm-hmm. all that other mess behind me was done. Yeah, I was. An... It was moving forward. Yeah, it was. It was probably the single best gift to freedom that she could have ever given wow. me. And I talked to her about it now, like yeah. even though she's gone, like I tell her, yeah. like like I am so grateful for that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> Traumatizing. Thank God for your yes, I was going to say thank God for your family's response because that could have gone very differently. It could have. I was prepared, so I, I kind of knew the day was coming. So mm. my 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 non biological brother, we had been planning for this day. So we were planning for me to be homeless. Mm. So oh, we would we were planning to be homeless. We would walk in the woods near our house, 
and we would collect scrap wood and things like that. We were building myself a cabin. Get the hell out of here. So that I had a place to live. Oh, I swear to you. I swear to you. Oh, because I knew that if my mother didn't want me, my, there was no way my family was going to take me in. So I, we were actively building a house in the oh. wood for me to live in. And he said to me, he goes, you know, you know, when I, when I have dinner, I cannot eat everything. I could try to like to bring me food so that I had food. I can tell you, when this, when, when I tell you I would die for this man, yeah. I know that he would do for me because he stood with me through the fire like nobody else did. Wow. And there are stories that happen between us that no one knows about. Yeah. So when he plays, when he hears this, he's going to be like, yeah, that happened. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Yeah. Wow. Uh. Yeah. We were plotting even before that conversation took place with my family. Jeez. Everybody needs a friend like but that. But again, but yes. again, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, I don't know how the gay community and the black community receives this, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I don't know that there's like an advice, so to speak, because yeah. I feel like as parents, this is what I tell my friends that are parents and their struggle with their kids. I tell them I'm not a parent, so I can't speak about being a parent, but I know as being a child, right? I, in my mind, it's every parent's wish to want their child to do better, to have a better yeah, life yep. than what they have. Yeah. And so you just want better. Mm-hmm. And I think that as a parent, you, you, because of society, you develop these preconceived notions of what a happy life mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. for your kids. Mm-hmm. And when your kids come to you and tell you, this is what's going to make me happy and mm-hmm. it's different than what you imagine. Yeah. There's a process. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Full circle. Full circle. Yep. There's a process that takes you that takes a parent out of, oh my God, mm-hmm. what does this mean for my child? What yeah. kind of life is this? I didn't imagine this. Mm-hmm. So the child trying to come into their own yeah. that's different from what they've been projected to be. Yeah. <clears throat> so with my mom, my mom was not okay. Yeah. She was not okay with it. So and she so, had no idea. She knew. Oh, she knew. She knew. She knew. And once it was confirmed, she she was pretty shook by it. I would probably say yes. Um, But apparently my grandmother predicted it. Oh. um, Of sorts. Um, When she held me when I was born, she apparently said, you know, this child's going to be gay or whatnot. Whoa. That is so cool. A lot of stories came out. And my grandmother and I, we were thick as thieves. Yeah. Wow. And she died young, too. Um when she died, I was catatonic for a year. Yeah. Like it, it shook me to the core. Like she was my best friend. So, um, I was like, I'm left with my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, like my grandmother, I felt protected me yeah. and kept me safe. Yeah. You know, so like now who's keeping me safe? Cause right. now my mother can do whatever she wants to. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And I, and I know that my mother struggled with the fact and, and my, my biological brother struggled with the fact that mm. I was gay. Um, and I know that, and I believe that there were other struggles within the family, with with the exception of my one aunt. She's always been vocal in saying that doesn't matter, never mattered. Yeah. Um, but I never took it personal. Yeah. I felt that I'm on my journey, no different as they are on their journey. Yeah. And to 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 come to terms and to come to the realization and for it to be public, just means that you now have to rethink things. Yeah. And refigure things. So you take whatever time you need. I'm not going to take that personal. And I think that with, with today's youth, um, 
And in some ways, I think that they do have it easier. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily believe that it's safer. I Mm. I agree. Yeah. And I fear for the younger community because I don't know that they have the realization Mm -hmm. of their safety not improving. Mm -hmm. And I I pray that none of them end up in situations where that becomes an issue. Right. Do you feel like, and I'm, I probably already know the answer to this, but there's even white privilege in being gay and white. Absolutely. Because it's like almost like the cool thing to do now as a white person, as a white person. So just go for it. Uh, where I don't think, I don't know. It it seems like it's still very not, that's terrible grammar, uh, that it's not (laughs) accepted in the black community. It's not, it's not, although I did see a post today. Um, I follow I follow an organization um, for Black Gay Weddings um, because it is promoting Black love, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they, they they post marriage commitment ceremonies and weddings and things like that. And and so I really do appreciate what they're doing, and the love between these individuals mm. is nothing but stunning. Yeah. And so I saw one today where the entire wedding party was all black, mm. and I thought. What did that congregate, what did those attendants mm-hmm. mentally have to go through in order to be able to attend that wedding? Yeah. Wow. Which is a thought that I should not have to have. Right. Exactly. But I did. Yeah. But in the end, I told myself, I'm grateful for that couple that they were there. Yes. Yes. And a part of the celebration. You know, and, and, I, and I feel like there are a lot of communities because they haven't experienced certain things. They don't take value in the fact that other people have. Right. Right. Because it's taken for granted. It's, and, and white privilege is, is the topic of today mm-hmm. for the most part. But we all have some level of privilege. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have certain experiences that other people have not. Right. right. And right. if you can't step out of those experiences to realize that someone else has had a different experience, mm-hmm. then you have your own privilege. Yeah. And right. your own bias. And you're entering into situations where you have your own bias and therefore your outcome is going to be different than somebody else's. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, that was silence. That was some mic well, drop no, cause moment. That was the mic drop moment, you know, cause I, I'm, I was thinking about it and it's like, because my mind doesn't work that way. It's hard for me to think about the fact that there are still people out there that have, these thoughts and that we have to worry about the safety mm-hmm. of these young mm-hmm. men. I worry about mine. D- yes. I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm in my mid 46, you foot should. 240. You know, I'm a big dude, but yeah. I still worry about my safety. It's, it's a horrible thought that you should. And, it, and, and I would hope that you continue to worry about your safety. So you keep yourself safe because there are some this, horrible this, people out there. In similar fashion, in 2021, it is still not safe for a woman to be walking exactly. down the road by themselves. Correct. Exactly. Correct. In the same way mm-hmm. that, you know, a black gay man can't walk down the street as, or, or black, as a black or man to drive, you know, mm-hmm. like, or, oh my gosh, that's a whole nother mm. community. The black trans community, God mm. bless them. Like, that is a hard fucking life. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, mm-hmm. that, that that nobody asked for. No, you don't no. wake up. Yeah, why you don't would you? Wake why up and would ask? you? And that's what I try to like tell people. Right? Why, why would, you, would you wake up and say, "I want to take the hardest fucking road"? Exactly. No. And that's why when you were talking about how, um, and I can't remember if it was a family member or something said something about they disapproved of your lifestyle, and I was like, lifestyles? What a what a cop out? What a fucked up word to choose. But that was their best word. Right, and that's okay. And, they, and so that's, and that's why okay. that's why it's not personal, and that's right. why. And we have we have it's that whole thing: love the person, hate the sin. Yeah, right. We have we have an amazing relationship, and we are cosmically connected. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I understand that 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 family member is in a different place, mm-hmm. and they have their own journey. Mm-hmm. Their journey is not mine. Right. Yeah. And so I don't hold that against them. I don't prevent. I don't allow that to prevent my relationship with that person mm. to still be strong and healthy. Hmm. There's so much to learn from you. I, I'm still learning. Seriously. I am still learning. And that's why we connect with you so well is mm-hmm. because you just said it. I'm still learning. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing that I say is no better, do better. Yeah. Right. And that's why we're always in process. That's why we're always moving forward is because we're learning new things. So I took a bunch of things that I didn't know from you today. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I know new things and I'm processing them and evolving just like that. But if you're not willing to sit there and listen Mm -hmm. to someone who is different from you, then you're stuck. And I feel like that's the fucking problem. But the minute you see someone and you classify them as different, Mm -hmm. you're immediately closing yourself to whatever that person brings. Yeah. Yeah. And so, they could be bringing something so beautiful amazing, to the amazing. table. Because to be to be exposed to something outside of your norm yeah. is a gift. Is a gift. Mm-hmm. It's the best education you'll ever get. Yeah. Exactly. And that's coming from an educator. Like you won't find a better education no. than meeting people outside of your world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's with with having traveled yes. outside yes. of the US. We talk yeah. about I yes. recommend to anyone yes. listening, if you have an opportunity if you've never left your neighborhood, mm-hmm. start small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in Pittsburgh, there's yeah. still people that don't cross rivers and bridges. Right. You know? 51. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh, you're you in the South Hills. I'm in the North Hills. I'm not crossing I'm not that going there. Yeah. You know, cross that border. Yeah. Cross it. And, and allow yourself to start a conversation with yeah. someone that you would not have normally. Yeah. You might find yourself surprised. It might validate some of your thoughts, too. That's that's right, the possibility. Right. But the fact that you're doing it will then open yourself up. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that because you've opened yourself up that you somehow change your core beliefs or you somehow is going to make you a mm-hmm. bad person or mm-hmm. that person's going to turn you into something you don't want to be. Right. That's not always the case. No. That's not the case. Staying strong to your convictions. You know, I have had, I was at a party a couple, many summers ago and I was talking to this gentleman and it was hot and it was a dysfunctional party, which are the mm. best. <laughs> Let's just be honest. The dysfunctional I mean, parties are the most watching. fun. Yeah. And it was hot. So we are, we, we pulled out the hose and, and the trash bags and we had a makeshift slip, slip and slide. Nice. And I'm having this conversation with this guy who showed up as a guest of, of someone that was invited. And I noticed that the other party attendants were, were congregating aside from us and they were all crying. And they were emotionally distraught. I couldn't figure out why. And sometimes I can be oblivious. 
<laughs> but I'm engaged in this in conversation sure. with gentleman, and he outwardly tells me that he was racist and prejudiced. Wow. I dove right in. Yeah. But why? Like, yeah. wh- what are your experiences yeah. that brought you yes. to this? Yeah. And I and, and and before we got into it, I flat out said to him, "I am not in this conversation to change who you nope. are." Mm. But I am. I do find value in understanding where you come from. But I fully, I fully expect for us this conversation to end, and you still be the racist. I and it, like I said, it was hot. So we were in our underwear, we were in t-shirts. <laughs> you know, we yeah. were just having fun. Well, he had taken his shirt off, and had had exposed some of his tattoos, mm. which were anti-Semitic. Oh my! And and a whole range of other things. Mm-hmm. And again, I was so engaged in the conversation and the mm-hmm. dialogue, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. didn't pay attention to all that. Everybody else did, though. Yeah, they were all then concerned for my well-being and my safety because I was engaged oh, in conversation wow. with this guy. So when the conversation finally ended, I was like, "What's wrong with you all?" And I'm like, "I didn't pay attention to that." I said, "Because I wanted to connect with the person as a right. human." Wow. I said, "He told me. He told me what his beliefs were." And all I could walk away from is because I showed him love and I showed him respect and I and, and I know people are going to not like that I did this. I respected the fact that he felt that he was validated in his feelings of being a racist. Mm. But I respected that How? because he got to that point in his life based on his life experiences. Yes. Yes. And I can't change that. That's it right right there. Yeah. That's exactly it. Because you don't know the fucking story behind the racism. What is it? What that's what you were trying to do in that conversation. Because it's not innate. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever learned. God. Like some sort of experience got him to that That spot. And Mm -hmm. so is it that everybody in your family? Is it that somebody was raped? Is it that somebody was jumped? Like what is it that Mm -hmm. has you believing like this so Mm -hmm. strongly? Mm -hmm. And you cross that divide to have that conversation and that is so fucking powerful. I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't a part of your, your nurture or your nature to know what got you to this point. I'm not going to hold that against you to get to have an opportunity to get to know you and to hear your thoughts and hear the person that you that you claim to be. Because at the end of the day, we're going to go our separate ways. Yeah. Right. And I hope that because I did not allow that to prevent us from because we bonded. Yeah. We bonded even though we were opposites. Right. And I value that conversation with him. I don't. I, I'm unfortunate. I can't even remember the man's name. Um, and he was younger than me. But I, I hope that when he walked away, he walked away thinking that, and, 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 and thinking something different I'm than sure. when that conversation yeah. started. Yeah. Because I was not hostile to him. I was right. not aggressive towards right. him. I was not judgmental to him. Mm-hmm. I was not authoritative over him or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Or defensive. I was, or defensive. Or, yeah. Because. I know that his background and his beliefs, his stance are not mine. Yeah. But he's still a human being. And for whatever reason, he feels validation in his feelings for a reason. Yeah. So I was more interested in why he felt validated Mm. in his, in his Mm. beliefs than the fact that he had the beliefs Mm. and knowing that his beliefs didn't in no way threatened me. Right. 
And that comes from some confidence and some like self-worth and belief in who you are. It's a process. It's a process. It's a process. It's a process. And I feel like I could truly learn from that because I have cut so many people out of my life where I feel like I could probably have that conversation with them. It's just sometimes, you know... I don't know. It's really hard. It's really hard. And I'm not even black. So it's hard for me to hear somebody but you're say a woman. those things. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's tough conversations with being a woman. Sure. Yes. Because just, your yeah. experiences through life as a woman are going to be different than me as a black man. Sure. Yes. As right. a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I have to say so much props to that. That was, that's, that's amazing. I feel like if there was just more of that. That's what I was literally just going to say. Like, that's because we're one person. I know. Like, that <laughs> needs to multiply I know. across everyone. That frame of mind, that ask the questions, like, why? Tell me more about that. Why right. do you feel this way? Maybe we can talk to one another yeah. and share these experiences. So I'm and here understand to say to you each other. that you should... 150,000% move forward with the podcast. Hell yeah. You no no seriously, <laughs> Hell you have yeah. a story to tell and you, your your perspective <sighs> is unlike anyone I've ever heard. Anyone. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I am truly truly inspired and like blown away, completely it's blown been away a while since I've been speechless. <laughs> I know, I know. Like I am just so blown away by your by your perception of things and your your take on conversations like that. See, and, and because I, I feel like in this day and age, white, black, brown, whatever, mm-hmm. hetero, homo, whatever, our first thing is like, boom, we're going to go mm-hmm. ahead and go toe to toe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, or I see a difference, therefore I'm going to back up, and you are not part of my. Right. Can, right. Can, you're right. not part of what I'm going to talk to. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I am so guilty of that. Same. The I season am is not being renewed. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Unfollow. <laughs> exactly. And I, I just, I learned a lot from you today, Todd. So much. So my, much. my new, my new approach. Uh, my, my, my approach for a long time has been exposure equals influence. Mm. Oh. So my new approach now. I love it. I've evolved into, I no longer judge, I assess. Mm. Because I feel like saying that you judge a person or a situation implies your inability to be flexible. Yeah. And people deserve your ability to be flexible because Mm. we continue to change. So if I am assessing a particular situation or a person, assessing our chemistry. Yeah. Then as we evolve as people, I can reassess. I have, I'm allowed myself. You're allowed to change your mind. I'm, exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Based on new yes. information. Yes. And because, new evolution. Because when we initially meet someone, like when I arrived here and I came in, there's an initial assessment. Yeah. Yeah. Of what, what is this person like? What is our connection going to be like? What uh-huh. is, you know, but when we come in and say we're going to judge the situation. Yeah. It becomes definitive. Right. But if we allow ourselves to assess it, because we all do it, assessing it allows you to adapt Mm. and to grow and to say, okay, well, when we we meet again, our relationship, our connection might be different and it it can can change. It can either improve or it can get worse. So yeah, that's my new mantra now. I love that so much. I love both of them. Wow. I have literally been holding back tears like this whole time. Like you have just filled me with so much emotion in such a good way. 
And I, I just learned so much. Call the fuck out. I too. do. I feel, I feel so, so called, called out. out. <laughs> I do. I, I am like whoa. Because you and Shit, I are Amy. very. We are very strong in our convictions, mm-hmm. and we are the people that it's like you don't think the same way. We're Get going toe to toe, or go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, it's really just because it's been so divisive in our world. It has. And I it can't has. handle. I can't handle one more ignorant racist homophobic bullshit comment mm-hmm. you know it's just like i just can't i'm sorry blah, blah. i'm taking a break <laughs> from I, all that too taking well, a break from all that too. yeah yeah so when you were talking about that i wanted to talk about this this instagram account that i follow it's matt xiv and he is just his his points of view so he's the one who's kept me educated on the fact that there are still homophobic bigots out there mm-hmm. like because I honestly, like before Instagram and social media, I was like, everyone loves everyone now. Right. And we're all so, yeah. We can all love each other and mm-hmm. things are so much more open. And but then, you have to realize that birds of a feather flock together. Yes. That's, so yes. I know. So like I'm drawing in these like-minded people yes. and I'm like, everybody's right. happy mm-hmm. and we all see things as love is love and yeah. everyone is a human being and oh my God, it's not like that. Nope. (laughs) No. Surprise. So like he posts these things that just like blow my fucking mind. And then you're telling me this and I'm like, Jesus Christ, we need so much change. But, um, we've made so much progress. Yeah. My concern is, is it superficial? And that's a big thing too that I'm mm. seeing out there. It's like putting up a rainbow flag once a month yeah. or one month right. out of a year right. does not make you an ally. Mm-hmm. Right. Branding your products around Correct. pride for Correct. one month out of a year right. does not make you an ally. It's what you do when no one else is looking. Correct. And paying um, attention. Posting happy Juneteenth yeah. does, not does not make, make you, you an anti-racist. No, it does not. I'm just saying that. I mean, I'm just putting know, that out there. I'm not saying anyone's. It also doesn't make you pro-black. No. No. It and does. I, no. I think, too. So I'm going to totally flat out call myself out. Until 2019, mm-hmm. I didn't even know what Juneteenth was. A lot of people didn't. And then for some, I don't know why in 2019 I, I learned. I can't remember the, the reason why I there learned. There was something over um, quarantine. But this was before quarantine. Oh. I learned it the year before quarantine, and I was like, Jesus Christ. There's been a Juneteenth celebration uh-huh. on some level in Pittsburgh for many years. Yeah. yeah. And I've been I've been to several of them. Um, and, but it was it was small scale. It was, you know, trying to get traction. And I think that with a lot of the social consciousness that's, mm-hmm. that's come yeah. up uh, mm-hmm. about, that the traction has finally taken. Yeah. You know, and it's and exploded on this, this, this. This level, well, and it also level. because of PM holiday that I felt like everyone was like, this is PC. Now I can say it. Right. Yeah. Right. I do have to say, if we're Which going to never say mind, that there's... You know, never mind how we got there. Ugh. Let's just get there. You know, there's there's a lot of injustice in that. No. Yes. Because we're still not willing to have the conversation. We're still right. ignoring we're still what ignoring. that was about and right. what's going on today. today. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But I will say that it that is the one thing that 45 has given us is awareness of what is still out there. Yeah. I will say that's true. And the mm-hmm. ignorance that we all still mm-hmm. had. Which not to quote 45. Uh-huh. Basically, yeah. But 45 did say that he would unite. Uh-huh. And he did. 
He, but he did. He did. Uh-huh. He certainly did. Mm-hmm. But in a totally different sense than we ever imagined. Right. But he, he united some of us to an activist level or to yeah. learning others, things exactly. that yes. I didn't yes. know. I bought a whole slew of books. I've learned, I follow totally different Instagram accounts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I learned about just, I have. He united both sides. Yeah, I he think did. he strengthened both he sides. He did. Yeah. Which is the divide. Which <laughs> is the divide. The divide. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God. Wow. Well, Todd, Todd, you're going to yes. come back, right? I would Todd, love to. Todd, we are to. going to get requests to have you back. I know yeah, we, are. we are. I would be honored to. Oh my gosh, yes. yes your please. insight, your your views, your open heart, your open mind. Like, just thank you. Thank again, you for sharing. Again, on, on, my, on my own personal journey towards enlightenment. Yeah. And that's, again, that's why I have resonated with your podcast mm. and why I'm so honored to be here because so much, so much of what you cover and the topics that are discussed here and, and the guests that you've had here are a part of my foundation mm-hmm. and I didn't have those people in my life at yeah. the time to connect with. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've had to figure a lot of it out myself. Yeah. You know, a lot of like journal writing and, and deep right. thought yeah. and you know, I would sit down at the point hours mm. and just, you know, there was something with, I think being with being an Aquarius, there was something calming about being water. by water, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it would help me to just figure things out and get to the root problem, mm. not just deal with surface crap. Mm. You're our people, Todd. You are our people. <laughs> so we're having, talk you, to you, we're all having day. you on again, but now you're also our friend. Just yes. letting you know. Yep. Friend of the show. Friendship. <laughs> hey. Forced friendships. Four friends. Forced friends. Oh, I love my it. Thank God. You. This Thank you so much. This was so great. I cannot wait to have you back. We'll talk about so many more things. We'll have some more fun conversations. Absolutely. You know, we had fun. We did. We'll get some outtakes in there. Oh yeah, our outtakes are a little sizzle, a little sizzle. (laughs) So if you are not on our Patreon, (laughs) oh my god, you should get there. You're gonna want to head over to Patreon.com/slash Unqualified Therapists. Think where you're going to hear some extended conversations. And I will say that I am late to joining the whole Instagram model thing, (laughs) but I've launched an Instagram where I'm trying to showcase me. Yes, so tell, well, tell everyone where we can find you. Andrew LaBelle Official. Andrew LaBelle Official. official. It even yes. sounds sexy. It even does sound sexy. Um, yes, we will link confidence. that down below as yes, well. we'll link that in the show notes. Anywhere else you want us to look for you? We'll leave it there for All right, right now. We're gonna <laughs> leave it there. Street, folks. Um, <laughs> we'll leave it there for right now. So All if right. you would like the steamy, uh, hilarious, lovely outtakes, join our Patreon page. Check those out. Do it. You're going to want to. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, I'm blushing. I know. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Oh my gosh, thank you so thank much you. for joining us again this week and we will be back with another incredible guest for you next week. Have a wonderful weekend. We love you. Bye-bye. Peace. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. Editing and production by Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this, join our fan club at patreon.com slash unqualified therapists, Inc. Follow us on Instagram where you'll find our link tree to all things here at the UT. 
If you have a story to tell or a topic you'd like us to discuss, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Until next week, warriors, hold on. We're going to make it. Sai